Hey, I'm Gabriel Goldfeder. I'm a Jewish life consultant, a.k.a. rabbi. In Rav Cook's world, the righteous person includes everything. The righteous person is a sort of microcosm in which everything in the world exists. The great tzaddikim include within their souls everything. Like everything. Like Drake's new album. I'm not saying that the tzaddik has to listen to Drake's new album. In fact, if the tzaddik asked me, I would probably suggest against listening to Drake's new album. And yet, somehow, the tzaddik contains within themselves also Drake's new album. Again, it may be, in fact, I would assume it's quite likely that the greatest tzaddikim in the world have not heard of Drake yet. They might have no idea what is this hip-hop thing. They might not have an iPhone. They might not have Spotify. They might not listen to music even. They might literally be studying Torah for 16 hours a day and for the remaining eight hours spend all of their time listening to the tzuras and the struggles and the anguish of people who come to them. But it doesn't matter. Somehow, within the experience they do have and the exposure that they do have, somehow they still contain everything. And not just the good parts of everything. They have or hold all of the good of everything, and also all of the bad of everything. It's such a powerful image to imagine righteousness defined as someone who can and does take everything into themselves, all of it. They open to everything in the world. They absorb everything that's happening around them, one way or another, directly or indirectly. They absorb it, and they take it into themselves, and they hold it there. And not surprisingly, they experience suffering. They experience suffering, not just from everything, but for everything. It's a tumultuous world that they contain within themselves, and they allow themselves to feel, to experience the totality of it. And one can be sure that there's plenty of suffering to be had, and that Sadiq is willing to feel that suffering. And from Makablim Oneg Mekol, they also receive great joy from everything, bliss from everything. Everything gives them this ecstasy, this deep, extreme joy. And this is my interpretation. Through holding everything within themselves and working with it and trying to find balance and peace within themselves, in so doing, they are organizing and aligning those elements that have equivalence in the outside world as well. So somehow the tzaddik in their own way absorbs and feels some spiritual correlate or some 
spiritual inner expression of Drake's last album. And they navigate it. They suffer, perhaps, through it. They also receive oneg and ecstasy and joy from it. And they work that out inside themselves. And as they do that, they invert or they turn around all of the bad that's in everything and they make it into good. They switch it into good. They work on it in themselves. This tzaddik might have found a deep well of non-inspiration in their hearts. Maybe one day they were on their way to shul and they were about to pray the afternoon prayer and commensurate with their level, this afternoon prayer that they were about to render was not with the same level of intensity and inspiration that he usually has. And this tzaddik noticed that and felt that and somehow worked through it, somehow was able to turn that into something good. And then, correspondingly, in the outside world, Drake got inspired. This is something we've seen before in the thinking of Rev. Cook, that a person full of love and generosity genuinely opens themselves and forges a real connection inside themselves to everything and everyone which is outside of themselves, and they allow themselves to fully feel it. And through their ability for themselves to be sweetened, as it were, by means of the suffering that they bear, everything else is sweetened accordingly. They have genuinely and I think in a very rational way, built a real connection with the things that are outside of themselves and allow those outside things to become inside things and then worked through them through a place of real love and I would add humility. And because of that, because they've created this real relationship within themselves to those things and people that are outside of themselves, when they make a change inside, it has a corresponding effect outside. And if this is something that arouses skepticism in the listener, I'd like to encourage us all to try this. I would like to encourage us all to forge real, actual, deep, genuine connection with other people to bring them into our inner lives, to really love them, to see them as part of ourselves in every way that we can to really see their problems as our problems, to really see reflections of their struggles and our own struggles, to take responsibility through that unity for the one world that we all occupy, to really suffer, to allow ourselves to suffer from other people's suffering and the challenges that other people face, and to do the work that we can, and I would say must do inside, and to see if it has an effect Listen to your friend, open to them, genuinely open your heart to someone outside of yourself. Listen to them, think about what they're saying to you, take it in, take it seriously, allow it to move you, allow their suffering to cause you suffering and work through that and find your own way to navigate that inside yourself deeply and truly. And then go see your friend, see how they're doing.
Because remember, Rav Cook has challenged us to approach holiness, not just as religious adherents, but as scientists would approach chemistry, to look at its elements, to study it, to break it apart, to understand what this is, to understand the science of sympathy, the science of empathy, the science of unity and connection, and perhaps to wonder, how far does it go? What's possible? Yes, Rav Kook is talking about the tzaddik or tzaddikim gedolim, great tzaddikim, but I know that we all have some capacity to mimic the behaviors and the attitudes of the tzaddikim and to live this way ourselves to whatever extent that we can. And what makes this work, says Rav Kook, is kibashurash nishmatam, because in the roots of their souls, nimtsu koach neshamot harabot are found the branches of the many souls, ma'od, the many, many souls, that the tzaddikim are their basis, are their foundation. The tzaddikim have within themselves branches of the souls of other people. How do they get there? How do the branches of those souls make it into, into the inside of the tzaddik? Was it magic? Are they special? It certainly could be something special about them, but, and, they may well also have simply done the work time after time after time, taken these souls that are out there in the world, taken these people and their concerns and their lives and their livelihoods, and brought them in again and again and spent time with them, externally and internally, to build that connection, and that's what gave them this capacity to connect and therefore to serve.